It is the final word daily. Adam Collins and Jeff Lemon. That's right, us together at once, doing our podcast together. At the same time. Who would have known? For cbussuper.com.au. It's not illegal. There is no <laughs> law against it. They cannot send us to jail. We're at the Basin Reserve in Wellington. First day of the series, as I say, Jeff, sum it up in 30 seconds. New Zealand chose to bowl. Didn't seem to be going too well with Smith and Kawadra batting almost through to the lunch break, but they weren't scoring that heavily, and then Smith gets out, and then, uh, well, it's not really a collapse, but not many runs are being scored. Gradual wickets, Kawadra, Labuschagne, Head, and then well, a couple more, and it's Green and Marsh. Marsh smacks 40, um, and then it relies on some partnerships with Green and the lower order with Stark, and then with Cummins. Green pushes on, makes 100 by stumps with three boundaries in the last over Australia. 279 for nine. Who's on top? We don't know. That was exciting, the last sort of quarter of an hour yeah. or so, when Green moved from, I think it was 72 to 84 in the space of an over. Ooh, maybe, just maybe. Then he loses Nathan Lyon. So there's the, the onus on him trying to complete the job after keeping the strike for the final yep. over. And he duly does. And, and that with, with Josh Hazelwood being a less reliable uh, number 11 partner now than he was previously in his career. <laughs> yes, well, remember famously with Marcus Stoinis uh, yes. in New Zealand. Well, the, when he didn't face a ball, to be fair. It, yeah. was, it was the longest diamond duck, maybe. <laughs> I think it was the biggest partnership to have somebody not face a ball. And he was eventually run out of the strikers in but with Adam Voges famously early on early oh, yeah. in 2015 Hazelwood yeah. bats for a long time to get Voges to 100 um, he's he's been less that kind of player he's been a, like one cover drive for four or one late cut for four and then nicks off yeah usually um, nicks off hasn't faced the ball yet today yeah. and didn't need to because yeah. Green faced out the final over it does feel like a significant moment for him and for this team batting at four elevated I think in a perfect world he wouldn't yet be four in a perfect world he's still cruising along at six mm-hmm. um, doing that apprenticeship and in the fullness of time he would have inherited Steve Smith's spot yep. but the circumstances changed and it's a good problem to have that Mitchell Marsh made himself undroppable in England and subsequently so that's a good thing for Australia mm-hmm. Smith shuffling up well that, that's been done to death we'll talk about sure. his performances today I'm sure but you know that, that is a thing that's happened it's past you know it's yep. in the rear vision mirror so the, the, the attention does turn to what Green can do now and to be the guy they built around today to be the guy who saved the day to be the guy that saved the day that that's quite a big deal mm-hmm. you know going through great australian number yep. fours number four is a weird spot for australia mm. we were going through it off air and and, and sort of rattling through a few yeah. smith is the clubhouse leader by a mile greg chapel made 16 test hundreds as number four mark Damian Wall made 16 did and Damian good things Martin at number four and ab played 61 of his 157 whatever it is test matches batting number four as Mike well Hussey did a fair bit at four but there's nowhere near i guess the point i'm going to make is volume. there's nowhere near as many as number three when you can rattle right. off a dozen of them or maybe yeah, not a dozen yeah, yeah. but you see the point I'm trying to make because it's number always four, the great Australian players are three they graduate from six to three Yeah. and the long way of saying this is that he's gone from six to four which some do i.e. Mm-hmm. Um, well Chapel batted seven on Debeater, didn't he, before moving to four and then moved to three once his brother retired and um, there, there have been others who've gone from six to four mm-hmm. but you know th- th- there's something to be said for him walking out yeah. um, has in anyone conditions. gone from nine to five what a way to make a living. <laughs> but doing it today, like, as wickets were falling, it was a bit of, you know, boiling frog. They weren't collapsing necessarily, mm-hmm. although they did lose wickets on 88 and 89. Kawaja and Head, the two left-handers, Head, a skittish one. He's um, really doing Oof. the boom-busting at the moment, isn't well, he? 119 at Adelaide, and collectively in every other yep. test match since the Ashes, about 80 runs. Right. Including... King Pear at Brisbane, another yep. duck at Melbourne, which I think was a golden, yeah, and three um, and the um, the one today where he flashed early and just didn't look well, easy e- at all. E- even since the hundred, so the hundred at almost a runner ball, one nineteen off one thirty ish, yep, and then he's gone. 
eight balls, three innings, one run. Right. Um, since then. So quite so, dramatic. Yes, quite dramatic. But still only three innings. And, you know, he gets out doing a kind of Travis Head thing, which is sure. having a, a wild swish at a, a short ball well outside his off stump, which he edges. I think you, know. you and I had this conversation after the World Test Championship yeah. final where we pledged never to get angry at him yeah. for getting out that way because we know Or that- even disappointed. We're, we're not even, we're not angry, but it's we're okay, disappointed. It's all right. We're not disappointed either. We're like, look, you just accept that. That is that is priced in to the Travis Head deal. And that's fine. That's fine. Um, but I suppose it, when it happened, though, that's the one thing... Yeah. Kerry likewise. So Kerry's dismissal. Cougar lines back in the attack. Pace off. Gives catching practice to cover. Yeah. Head, probably just give yourself five minutes after Kawaja gets out, who absorbed a lot of dot balls, but only made 33. 33 yep. from 118. Again, that, that's the job he was there to do in conditions which did suit ball over bat. But still, yep. there is a moment or two where you might just play yourself in on a day like today, where the degree of difficulty is a little bit higher than it is when batting on a road in Australia. Right. Um, and so if we start at the start, and we talked about this on the show before, but Scott Kugelin being in the squad and then being in the 11, yuck, um, a player with a very dark shadow over his history. And the fact that this New Zealand, uh, the entire entirety of New Zealand cricket just pretend that not, there's no problem and that none of that's ever happened and that that's fine. Um, and then picking him as a fourth seamer, being fairly mediocre and not contributing much. This New Zealand team is not very imaginative when it comes to spin bowling either. So, you know, they, they tend to, like the Ajaz Patel example, takes 10 in an innings yeah, but, but yes. can't get back to play, to actually play in the test team. Santner was the one in the squad here and gets left out. They go in with their four quicks, they choose to bowl, and I thought basically they just bowled too short through the first session. It's not yep. like they were bowling bounces, but they were bowling that nice length that moves away from the bat and beats the bat and looks good and doesn't actually take the edge and that goes through almost all the way up until the lunch break but Kawaja and Smith aren't punishing them by scoring quickly there's a little flurry there's a point where Kawaja's on 11 I think and Smith's on 24 and then Kawaja suddenly goes uh, pull shot for six cut late cut for four um, pull shot for four suddenly overtakes Smith in a flurry and then that's about it they settle back in um, they both bat for a long time to get into the 30s and then it's hot Matt Henry summer um, again I mean he across four spells today was outstanding the ball he bowls to Smith that, that sort of ang- like Smith's come too far across his stumps and then has to play down the line of his mm. stumps to defend it and it seems away and takes the edge and then afterwards the one to Kawaja that swings into the left hander beautifully um, and goes straight through the gap and knocks his stumps over like just two outstanding pieces of bowling. Yeah, I think I can separate Henry from the other quicks before lunch. I think yep. Willow Rourke bowled at the wrong end, and that yeah. was corrected later on when he down breeze, hitting, you know, 142, I think he mm. hit today, maybe a bit more. Um, he looks a real threat um, into the breeze, which wasn't completely crazy here today, by the way. I'm not saying it was blowing a gale, but just, I think, yeah, bowl the new kid. He's 22, he's quick, bowl him with the breeze behind his back. They went the other way today. Saudi struggled with his length, then struggled with his line, so he never found it today. He took the second new ball and went for three boundaries in one over. Mm-hmm. Thought O'Rourke, the longer he bowled, the better he got. His yeah. short balls were all over the joint, but like when yeah. they're on, uh, they're scary, right? He's so he, yeah, he's fun. He's, he's fun. fun. He, bowls, he bowls sort of hard length. He gets the ball to jump, um, and he was all over the place. So there were two lots of five wides, yep. two lots of four buys that could easily have been five wides yep. if the umpires had been a little... Uh, more harsh they were pretty lenient there and then one that sort of skims the back of Kawaja's pad and goes away for four leg buys which is definitely the bowler's fault bowlers don't get penalised if that happens but it's still bad bowling so that's 22 extras in five balls that he's given up or effectively three balls because the wides have to be re-bowled right um and then in the meantime, he, he bowls the kinds of the, the handful of deliveries like uh, the one that gets Stark, 
backwards that, that, mm. that, that just leaps at him um, and, and, and makes him fend at it and takes the edge um, and is difficult to play. I thought because, he bowled well to he, head as well. I yeah. mean, we were critical, well, we were talked about head's dismissal. The, the setup he's crucial to, right? Mm. He has head plays a couple of balls away from his body, which are just a, a yard quicker. Yeah. Um, and that's the difference. And look, Kugelines ball just to separate everything out from the bowling. The ball to Labuschagne's a good one, right? And he gets second wicket as yeah. well. But I, yeah, the, the it did look a bit samey, the attack, with the yeah. exception of O'Rourke. And it was Matt Henry being outstanding. You know, Matt Henry's never played more than four test matches in one calendar year. Right. He's played three test matches before today against Australia in three separate series. Right. So he played on the Mitchell Johnson career-ending pitch in Perth in 2015. Right. He played at Christchurch in 2016, where Australia racked up bulk runs in both mm -hmm. innings. And he played at Sydney in that game that was just before the pandemic in 2020, yeah. which they, they picked two spinners for. Runs. Another pitch that wasn't designed necessarily yeah. for fast bowling. So he hasn't had, hasn't been picked at you know, times that are favourable for quicks. Went around at right. 110 against Australia before today. So I was thrilled for him getting the added responsibility. Yep. I know Southie's the captain and, and the senior bowler, but increasingly yeah. it feels like Matt Henry leads his attack. Matt Henry's the attack leader, and there was some incongruity when Southie took the second new ball, which I thought probably wasn't the right move. But it, So if we dial things back, we've, we've got Smith and Kawaja making slow 30. Kawaja particularly, 118 balls, was it? Uh, 118 balls for yeah. 33, and Smith 71 balls for 31. Right. And, and Labuschagne, and then Labuschagne, 27 balls for one. 27 balls for one, and just wouldn't play a shot. I mean, just came out, like there were balls he... Could have scored off, would have scored off normally, and he just wasn't. He was in such a defensive frame of mind that all he could do, it's like he's entirely geared to, to survival. I have to go out there and bunker down and face 50 balls he's a survivalist. to make sure I'm in. He's, he's got some canned beans yeah. he's got, in the corner of his in, in his kit bag in there. He's got some, um, some long-life milk. He doesn't just have some canned beans. He has buried <laughs> in the hills outside of Wellington. Um, he has an entire underground bunker. Full of canned beans. You do not want to be in that bunker with him. Um, take take my word for that. Uh, it's going to be incredible times. He's, he's got a whole, he's got a water filtration system set up in there. He's got some kind of like I don't know what do they call those like spinny devices to, to you know to keep the fuel fresh. He's got to make sure that it's going to fire up the generator in ten years time. Like there's a whole kerosene lamps. It probably Elon Musk's involved. Some some, oh, some billionaires are funding it. There's a whole lot going on. It could work well if we ever end up in a nuclear conflict, which mm. is more likely now than it has been in the last sort of forty years or so. Yeah. Labuschagne, one step it's ahead of the survivalist. What's old is new again. Um, you know, we're going back to early early two thousands fashion is now retro. Um, the threat <laughs> no, of nuclear. Not, oh, yeah. I got my skinny jeans back in. Yeah, yeah. Just by yes. by virtue of waiting twenty years, wearing them constantly yeah. the whole way through. You're, you're going to be back. Not in getting no rid time. of the stinky, skinny jeans. So yeah, so Labuschagne, stick on jeans. Stick on jeans. I thought stinky jeans is what I thought you were saying, which would be yeah. less less good. Um, but yeah. also true. Also true at times. But as Magic Dirt told us, you don't have to wash your <laughs> jeans for. It's a three month minimum for jean washing. I don't make called Troge, he probably listens. Indeed, saw a mate of ours up there today, his um, little daughter, Matt's little daughter was one yep. of the, one of the, um, uh, the cap, what do they call them when they stand in front of them in the national anthem today? Yeah, I don't know. And, and I remember, you know, they, the kids are standing in front of the players during the yeah, national yeah, anthems, yeah. What, that, that job, Cannon whatever that fodder. job is. And I remember Troge once said to me that he, that he never washed his jeans. Yeah. He's like, no, nah, jeans don't need to be washed. You just hang them up. It's you fun. just hang them up. And until they can stand up on their own, you don't worry about doing that. So, yeah, okay. So Labuschagne goes, and then Kawaja goes, um, and then Head goes very quickly after that. O'Rourke, wild. I mean, the ball he got him out to wasn't a good delivery. It was just Head chasing a short, wide one. But nonetheless, uh, there, there was something in the way it was set up. And then there's the partnership of 67, where, and I love this bit of the day. It was just entertaining, where Mitchell Marsh is like, oh, cool, everybody else has been crawling along. I'm going to score 24 of my first 17 balls. And the square drive to start it oh. off, which is off O'Rourke, who's 
swollen pace. Fully sick. And it is it is the, the full face of the bat completely <laughs> square. Like the timing on that has to be so sweet. And he's like, yeah, cool. I'm going to hit their fastest bowler on the up all the way through point, like directly compass-drawn precision through point um, with with a, an absolutely middled square drive. It was gorgeous. I don't, it, think, I don't think many people compare Mitchell Marsh to Joe Root. Like, it's not a natural kind of like flock. That's like Joe Root. Spin. <laughs> Mitchell Marsh can't pull off spin. Joe Root, peak of his powers. That, was it yeah. fully sick? Was that Brett Lee? Fully, fully sick? sick. It was, I don't anyway. know. I think it was in an advertising campaign at some point or another. Correct me if I'm fully wrong in the comments. Park. Tell me I'm wrong. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Marsh coming out, he said, I don't know if he said the same to you, he said to us on our interview with him after play that um, they could have been like 4 for 50 before, mm. yeah, owing to the surface and the ball yep. hooping around and it did not look like a 4 for 50 situation. I mean, he didn't come in at 4 for 50, it was no. 4 for 89, but the way he played, um, the way he timed the ball through mid-wicket, that square drive that we all mm -hmm. swooned over, playing down the ground, racing to 25 and then thinking this could be one of those yep. Mitch Marsh days akin to how it was at Leeds when things looked yep. extremely tough the on that first day in July. A little back cut for the Saudi pickup pull shot, yep. which he's trying to hit a bit squarer, but top edges it over the keeper, but he's still coming under the ball, deliberately lifting it, um, looking to lift over fine leg. That yeah, he's trying to hit sixes, six. right? Yeah, yeah. That, that's right. So Marsh... Look, he'll be yeah. he'll be and, well, mortified he, getting out he when gets he did. Gets as well. That's the thing. Gets just to after tea, tea, yeah. comes back after the break, um, and off. and then well, he plays a yeah. pull shot to a ball that's not quite short enough, and that was just a misjudgment of length. Well, one of them, it as was, you said, that shot that went for six, that could have done the same thing back of the bat, yeah. which I think the dismissal was probably back of the bat when the light went up in the toe, air, like top toe, of the toe, right. because yeah. it hadn't got up as high as he was expecting, and so he skies that one. He gets caught. Carey sort of gets himself in, faces. 20 balls, he gets to 10, um, and then he just smacks one straight to cover. I thought that was pretty bad batting. Yeah, just thought you know that was just that was just mistake batting. I don't think I don't think even I don't think going after the shot was necessarily bad. It was just a really badly played shot. It, it, it's just the moment. It's just a it's a, looked, it's a, a bit situational thing though, where yeah. yeah that, but also like we know he's a great cover driver. Mm. Um, Ian Smith said on our coverage, if you can be a compulsive cover driver, that's Alex Carey. Right. And I think for the most part that's fine, but. Yep. Like first ball back into the attack, a clear tempter, clearly yep. less pace. That there's a higher degree of difficulty on that yeah. than it would be an over later, and that was just you know. And it was when they needed to consolidate. They mm. put on 20, and this was a bit of the story of the final session. Partnerships yeah, yeah, of yeah. 67, well, 20, yeah. 35, 33, it's, and 23. Yeah. Like all of them had the potential to go on and be defining for Australia. None they're, of them did. They're 156 for five at that point when Kerry comes in, which means you can be all out under 200 quite yep. comfortably if he gets it wrong. He does get it wrong. And then the whole time, Green's been hanging in there. Um, he, he's been pretty quiet. He's playing the odd big shot. He's middling it a lot and hitting it to the field a lot. Um, but he's he's trying to rotate strike more. He, I, I was interested in how much he walked at the faster bowlers today. He was shuffling up and down the crease a lot, uh, up, up and down the pitch, as if trying to just keep changing things up. He did find gaps a bit more, uh, with a bit more regularity than he has done before. He was punching twos through cover and that sort of thing without particularly playing any big shots. Um, and there's... You know, and, and he's just there. He just keeps hanging. So when Carey gets out after getting dropped, mind you, Phillips at one hander in the oh, yeah. in the gully, which would have been a specky if he'd got the top edge. So Carey gave up a chance before he gave up the second chance. Um, and then Mitchell Stark comes out and hangs around for a while, and then starts to play a couple of aggressive shots. Um, one of which is probably Hall of Fame 
worthy for everybody. Uh, although I just let's just spend it now when he wiped out Cameron Green at the non-striker's end oh, yeah. with a huge on-drive that collects Green right in the middle of the pad and knocks his leg out from under him and knocks him over. Um, and they get up, so everybody laughing. But yeah, good fielding, Cam. You've, you've saved four runs for New Zealand. It's a, it's a good time. Let's segue yeah. into well, the final word. You oh, yeah? you no, ready? I'm not ready. I'm not ready. We oh, haven't okay. quite got there yet because we've got to get to Cameron Green. Bloody hell, you're so, excited. We don't oh, Green. Excited. We can come back. Do more Green. We Go have on. To, have we another have to, swing. We have to do more Green. Okay, so Stark and Green put on 35, and that's when Green starts getting more aggressive, right? And and, and he particularly starts um, smoking um, Barbara O'Reilly. Look at all these know. notes. Yeah, I took notes. I wrote down I wrote <laughs> down things so that I, I could remember them. Um, he, he, he starts he starts bashing O'Rourke around. There's 4 4 3 in an over at one point as he goes from, what, the 70s into the 80s. That, yep. There's what you mentioned earlier and then Cummins going after Ratchan Ravindra who finally comes on the bowl with like what the 73rd over or something to try to get them to the new ball Cummins hits a couple of massive sixes off him eventually gets pinned LBW and then you've got the green with Lion bit Lion nicking off and green's up to 91 by that point can he get there last over of the day sure yeah four boundaries what was it smash and straight drive mm. uh, smash one through cover and then smashes the cut shot behind square and he's celebrating as soon as the ball leaves the bat pretty exciting like I came down to the well you were here too weren't you just down at the race for that it's clear how much they're invested like the team that is in him really making this a go at number four so yeah. um, the fact that he's been able to do something significant on the first day of a series. I felt the whole way through the day that New Zealand had the opportunity to win the day and winning the day in a two-test series. Yep. And you know we're anti-series being played across two tests on this show. They're coincidences. They're a tryst at best. Mm-hmm. But if it's going to be across two test matches, you've got to get busy early. You can't yep. afford to go 1-0 down. You can't afford to be chasing the game. Okay. And that meant that, you know, I know they haven't completely finished the job today, but they are threatening to. When was the mm. last time New Zealand won the first day against Australia in a win. It's a bloody long time ago. 2011. We, well, no, they didn't because they were bowled out on day one. So Australia won that first day and then New, New Zealand, Zealand won the test match. New Zealand bowled them out match. for 136. So Australia bowled out all out 150 and New Zealand are all out 136. I can't remember. But still, I mean, the honours yeah. are, they don't win. The, sure. That's an honours even situation. Yeah, they, like, it, it, they, but they could have bowled out Australia for 200, yeah. 210, 220. And Green's got it's in the way of that. 1993. Yeah, Auckland 93. Well, that's what we broadly agreed upstairs. Yeah, sure. The last time they did something that was like, yeah. statement-esque if you yeah. like on day one was then so I'll, I'll throw in one more stat New Zealand have won eight tests against Australia yep. ever Richard Hadley played in six of those he did and he took 33 wickets uh, well they didn't win all three test matches in 85-86 no. Jeremy Coney uh, led that series and led the win um, in, in, in 86 as well in the six test matches that New Zealand won against Australia with Richard Hadley playing Richard Hadley took 51 wickets at 14 Blimey. and made about 180 runs at 31 you're pretty good at cricket. Yeah. I went into the museum today, and it's, it's basically the Richard Hadley Museum. Yeah. A lot of stuff there. If you want to get the... It should be Hall of Fame. Fuck it, we'll do it now. If you want to get the Richard Hadley um, uh, Cricket Ball Radio, yeah. that's, in, that's there. in there. It's like Hat FM. You, just you want to get the Richard Hadley Board Game, that's in there. Richard Hadley. are they Nottingham, on display? They're on display. Okay. So you, you're going to have to Catherine Zeta-Jones it yeah. through the lasers. <laughs> you're going to have to put on your leather pants. You're going to have to like spray the smoke so you can see the lasers. Get under the grid. And then as you lift uh, the, the cricket ball radio off, you've got to replace it with a bag of sand at exactly the same time so the alarm system doesn't trigger. Well, there's, there's the Richard Hadley board game. There's the, um, there's the scorecard from when it's he took ladders, nine, no for stakes. A, nine He for just keeps a, going up. Nine for it uh, at Brisbane is also in there. Um, Daniel Vittori's glasses are in there from when he was okay. a teenager. Anyway, get down to the museum if you're in Wellington. Over the next few days, Jeff, we got it. We've got okay. to do it. This is the final word, Hall of Fame. 
The Final Word Hall of Fame is brought to you by Seabus Super. 8.99% average return across the 40 years they've been in operation. Uh, why wouldn't you want to get your Super sorted out? I think it's 8.89%. What did I say? Uh, I thought you said 8.99. 8.89, 8.99. Either way, it's good. a pretty bloody good number. Eight it's plus. in the high eights. Okay. The high, high eights. eights. Average return. The default account across 40 years. We've been telling you the story of Seabus across mm -hmm. the last two and a half months. Now the, the call to action. Get your super sorted out. Yeah. If your super's not sorted out, if it's sitting in a fund, you, you know, you don't know what doing, you're not really paying attention. Pay attention. Pay this attention. Can, this can be something that makes a big difference yeah. when you are retiring uh, and yep. when you are able to draw down on yep. your superannuation. Get in an industry fund. Get in cbussuper.com.au. Their past performance is yep. not a reliable indicator of future performance. Do it at their website or, or get in touch with us and we can help yep. facilitate an introduction. Your, your um, super is probably being eaten up by... Um bullshit charges for life insurance that you didn't even know that you had. There you go. Um, Mine used to be. When yeah. mine was in a retail fund, yeah. I got absolutely slaughtered on yep. all that bullshit. Yep. Moved yep. to an industry fund, not to be. Hey, doesn't happen. Doesn't yeah. happen over there. All right, Hall awesome. of Fame, what have we got? Uh, you said uh, Cam Green is now four. Uh, Sean Abbott is now eight. eight. This mm. is courtesy of um, Corbin Middlemass, who did the maths up there. Yes, 29th of February is birthday, so he's now uh, celebrating his eighth birthday at the age of 32. I've got one on this. 29th of February, the first two times I played test cricket on that day, we're in 1904 and in 1912. Good years, both. Both mm. test matches were in Sydney. Yeah. Guess what happened? Rained out. Both were washed out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and Mark Greatbatch made 100 on yeah. Taboo in 1988 mm -hmm. against England on the 29th of February. Okay. Had some fun with that. Clearly, we both did that on commentary. Yep. Very nice. Uh, well, Anti-Hall of Fame. Oh, you go. You okay, go first. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go a positive thing first. I loved, I haven't, haven't heard this before. The ground announcer here doing the incoming batter by cap numbers. Number? I loved that. Yeah, he was like, okay, oh, no, here we go. Up number 445 for Australia. I was like, oh, it's a nice touch. Nice recognition, yeah. you know. Well, he was working nicely in concert with the cricket ground DJ, right? This is, yeah. a, this is a lovely place. We're going to spend a lot of time telling you what a great ground the Basin Reserve is. Yep. We were here luckily eight years ago. Beautiful to return with so much history. It's the cradle of cricket in New Zealand, certainly yep. as far as international cricket is concerned. And But there's still music and usually I'm against music in test mm -hmm. cricket between overs, but when you've got him banging out Smashing Pumpkins tonight, tonight, and smashing out White Town, Your Woman, mm -hmm. I take it all back. Music all the time. Yep. It wasn't so bad. Um, it wasn't like in your face either. It was kind of gentle in the backdrop. I, yeah, it was a bit too, maybe we're right above the speakers there, but um, I can tell you if you're in a combox with Jim Maxwell and Brian Waddle, there is not a lot like of it. not a lot of fans <laughs> fanship of of the music being not played. Not Billy Corgan. The, the, the ground announcer though, when when Neil Wagner came onto subfield um, and the ground announcer was onto it and and made sure the crowd knew about it. Yeah, um, yeah. He's retired. Why is he subfielding? Why has he still got a set of whites? Why is he? Is he's not? He didn't say he was retiring after this series, did he? He said he was retiring. No, like, he did. He did. He said he was going to prepare for this test in case something okay, happened. Okay. So right. basically, he bowled in the lead up. You know, could have been right. stepping on a ball or whatever. Sure, sure. I'm going to skip over my anti Hall of Fame and just say that how beautiful it was when everyone came out to the middle yeah. um, at lunch. I mean, I know that this isn't the only country where that happens, but yeah. we're so conditioned to... I ran into a listener of ours today, Michael, on the other side of the ground, and he, he said that, you know, if you're in Sydney, there'd be, there'd be four sniper rifles yeah. trained on you. Or not just Sydney. Yeah. You know, they do not trust you in Australia for no, this I remember kind of that kid, was it, was it at the Gabba, where they, that like 15-year-old kid who was just getting the shit beaten out of him by security on the way off. No one got reported for that. Nothing ever happened. Like, there's absolute thugs who work some of those jobs. I, I, I get, well, you're not permitted to do it in Australia, so yeah, you're meant to have the suitcase to, to an extent. But, but I mean, not, just, not they wouldn't like trust us. a skinny teenager with, like, four burly blokes 
um, trying to give you neck damage, like yeah. shaking your head around on the top of your neck. Maybe we shouldn't be trusted in Australia, but they trust their, their patrons here to do the right thing. Yeah. And they had a great time in the outfield. Uh, and you know what? I'm, I'm relaxed. I, 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 I'm relaxed I, yep. on my Hall of Fames. Okay. Um, I will just throw in. I just. I, I really like that every time I hear someone say Willow Rock, I think that his name is first name Willow, last yeah. name Rock. Good name for a cricketer. But it's, it's kind of a nice, soothing name. And New Zealand bowled 15 overs before drinks today. They did. In the first hour, 15 overs. They did not continue on that track. They didn't get through their overs. But for a brief, shining hour there, we were like, maybe they will bowl 90 in the day. No, didn't happen. But still, one, one crowded hour, you could one say. One crowded house. There was a lot of crowded house <laughs> remixes being played today, I'll tell you what. Um, uh, or like cover versions, like upbeat techno cover. I, there's one thing I don't need. It's upbeat electronic <laughs> cover versions of crowded house. Crowded house are fine. Leave crowded house alone. Leave Brittany alone. <laughs> this has been the Final Word Daily. Uh, Jeff and me recording a podcast in the... Fl- we actually did one last week and it didn't get posted. Ba-bow. That's story time 172. Oh, yeah. Or 171. Well, go up or whatever it is. It'll go up, up at some stage. Yeah. But um, back in the saddle this week, throughout the course of this series, patreon.com forward slash the final word. If you like what we do, we'll be recording another story time while we're here after this test match. Cbarsuper.com.au. We love them. We have an affinity for them. Mm-hmm. They have an affinity for us. That's yes. the way it works. We don't just see bus, we feel bus. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Okay. Have a thing for them, they've got a thing for us. It's a metronomy song. Uh, what else? We'll um, see you on day two. Day two and uh, weekly show is pretty good, but Brat may up there. That's not related to the test at all. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, and um, if you've made it this far, well, I should have done this at the start. We're, uh, we're having our listener meetup oh, at shit, the Hotel yes. Bristol oh. on the Friday night. That's tomorrow, That's right? Sorted. That's night day two. two. At, from about eight o'clock, because we won't get out of here till we won't get there till eight o'clock. Yeah, seven thirty. I'm a half chance because you got to do stuff after seven thirty. I'll be there by seven thirty tomorrow at Hotel Bristol. Mm-hmm. Be there. Be there. See ya. Bye. <laughs>